in the wilderness here for a while, and uh, we've been talking about that. And so we got this week, next week, we finish up our wilderness uh, wilderness series. But we've been uh, kind of walking that path with the uh, the people of Israel as they left Egypt, and it's important as we get into today because uh, you know we get into some. Some stuff today, it's the, the warning time. You know, the words of warning for um, wilderness experiences. And it's important that we remember where we've been. Remember, we've wandered with those people of Israel when they, they came out of Egypt. And they came out of Egypt and God's done some awesome stuff. Remember? I mean, He brought them out of Egypt. And he brought them to the Red Sea. And when danger came at them with Pharaoh, you know, the pillar of the fire was there to protect them at night and the cloud by day. And he opened up the Red Sea and they walked through on dry ground. And they got out there in the wilderness and uh, they got hungry for meat and God sent them quail. And then he put this frost on the ground and he gave them manna. So some awesome things have been happening where God has just been intervening on behalf of his people, right? And uh, where we left them uh, last week is, uh, remember that they were out in the wilderness and God provided them that manna. But in the text it said, and they were headed in the direction of... Do you remember where? Nobody was here last week. Thank you, Steve. Excellent. You get the first bagel this morning and the first piece of fruit. Good job. They were headed to Mount Sinai. So remember, as we get into this this morning, God is heading them in a direction. Right? So when you're out in the wilderness, you need to know that God is not removed, but God is working and God is active and God is heading you in a direction. right? And He headed them to Mount Sinai and they had to make a stop. Now, remember, the ultimate direction is to get to the Promised Land, but they had to stop at Mount Sinai that God leads them to this place for a while. That's the way it is in the wilderness. When you're out in the wilderness... It isn't always going just from Egypt to promised land, but you have to wander your way through that wilderness and there's stops along the way. And when you get to those stops, like the people of Israel got to Sinai, God works and God reveals Himself and God works and God shows something to you and God works and God fashions you a little bit more into His image and God works with you and the stop becomes that place where you can experience God in a new way. That's what Sinai was all about. It was a stop on the journey to the promised land. And when they got to Sinai, uh, Moses was there, and God was there, and Joshua was there, and 70 leaders were there, and, and all the people got excited because God was there. And during the course of that experience at Sinai, if you go to Exodus 24, the people make their commitment. When God makes His commitment to them, the people make their commitment back. It says, Moses gave the Lord's instruction to the people and they promised. Want to say that with me? You ready? We will do everything the Lord has commanded. Did you say that with me? Okay. We will do absolutely everything the Lord has commanded. Good promise? These people are excited. God is doing awesome things. He's brought them out of the Red Sea. He's been manna. He's got quail. God has been doing stupendous things. And God is on the mountain and there's thunder and there's lightning and there's rumbling and there's clouds and there's fire. And they get excited and say, we will do it. We will do whatever God asks us. Then the text goes on and says, well, Moses went up, the, up Mount Sinai and a cloud covered it. And the bright glory of the Lord came down and stayed there. Remember that. The bright glory of the Lord came down and stayed there. 
The cloud covered the mountain for six days. And on the seventh day, the Lord told Moses to come into the cloud. Moses did so. Did so and he stayed there how long? 40 days and nights. To the people, the Lord's glory looked like a blazing fire on top of the mountain. There, Mount Sinai. But now it starts to get long. How long was Moses up in the cloud? 40 days, six weeks. 40 days, 40 nights. That's six weeks, right? He's in the cloud. It starts to get long. When you're out there in the wilderness, it will start to get long. I mean, not just long in time, but it will start to get emotionally long. That's just part of the wilderness. It starts wearing on you. It starts getting heavy. And it just gets emotionally long. Moses is up in the mountain. Joshua is up in the mountain. And he's been up there and things start getting long. And the people, the people fall into the temptation of the wilderness. And here's where the warnings come for today. When you're out in the wilderness, you need to be aware. It will get long. And when it starts getting long, there's some temptations that start taking place. First thing you need to do is when you're in the wilderness and it starts getting long, it starts bearing on you, you need to make sure you keep everything in the right hands. Keep everything in the right hands. We go back to the text and it says, Moses did so and he stayed there 40 days and 40 nights. They didn't go straight, remember, from Egypt to the promised land. They had to make this stop. And God was working with them in this experience and it got long. And it got long. And look what happens to the people. After the people saw that Moses had been on the mountain for a, how long? Long time. See that? Long time. Oh, it got long. Just got long. It's like, guys, it's like when you go with your wife shopping and you go and they have to try something on. And you sit in one of those overstuffed chairs. And you say, this is a long time. Right? You know that feeling? Of course, the women don't, can't relate to that. But, right? It's a long time. See, six weeks. Is it a long time? Well, no, but it feels like a long time. You see, what's happening? It, the wilderness is starting to wear on them. It's, it's just getting pressure. It's getting long. It's just getting long, this long time. They're out in the wilderness. It's starting to get long. And it says... Um, that the people then made a decision. It says, they came to Aaron and said, make us an image of a God who will lead and protect us. Moses brought us out of Egypt, but nobody knows what has happened to them. What starts going on in their minds? Moses, their leader, is up in the wilderness. Joshua, the one who is, who is going to take over him, he's up on the mountain. And the people, the leaders are up, 70 leaders are up on the mountain. And so the people are left there and it gets to be a long time. And they, their imaginations begin to wander. You know how it is in the wilderness? 
Their imaginations start taking off and they wonder, what could it be? What could be going on? What could have happened to Moses? I don't understand. And their imaginations start going this way and they start going that way. And they walk down that track of the wilderness and feeling the pressure and all of a sudden they decide it's time to take things into their own hands. You see that? It's time to take things into our own hands. And so what we need to do is we need to get a God that we can create in our own image. We need a God that we want. They start taking things into their own hands. They say, look, obviously God is not going to lead us and protect us. So we're going to create a God that we want, that we're comfortable with. They take things into their own hands and they let their imaginations run away with themselves. When you're in the wilderness, it's going to be tempting. When you have this stop that God brings you to, to this place where he needs to work with you for a while. And it starts feeling long to just take things into your own hands. When you need to keep them in God's hands. God was still on the mountain. God was still working with Moses for those 40 days and 40 nights. God was giving Moses everything the people needed. Remember, Moses is coming down the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He's coming down with, with more guidance for the people of how they can live in a right relationship with God and how they can live in a right relationship with us, how they can move through the wilderness and when they get to the promised land, be prepared for the life God has in store for them. But in that moment, they give in and they take things into their own hands. Next thing, when you're in the wilderness and it starts getting long, it's going to be tempting to forget the commitment you've made. Remember where we started the message this morning? Those people came to the Mount, Mount Sinai and everything was going great. They saw the cloud and the fire and the smoke and all that stuff. And they said, we will do what? Everything, anything the Lord commands. They made that commitment, right? Made the commitment. We will do anything. Now they're in the wilderness and it starts getting long. And it starts getting long for Aaron. And so they go to Aaron and say, Aaron, you need to make us an image of gold. And what does Aaron do? Now remember Aaron. Who's Aaron? Remember him from the story? Aaron is... Moses' brother. Remember, Aaron is the one that God appointed to be the mouthpiece for Moses. Remember, Moses got called at the burning bush and he put up all the excuses, went through that message. And by the time we get done with it, God's saying, look, Moses, here comes your brother Aaron. I will make him the mouthpiece. And so you speak to Aaron and Aaron will speak to Pharaoh. Aaron has been the guy who's been right with Moses and been speaking to Pharaoh, the greatest power on earth in that time. Now the people come to him and say, Aaron, we got to take things into our own hands. And Aaron gives in to the pressure and the influence of others. He gives in to the pressure. After six weeks, he gives in to the pressure and the influence of others. It says, Aaron told them, bring me gold earrings that your wives and sons and daughters are wearing. Everybody took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Then he melted them and made them an idol in the shape of a young bull. When you're in the wilderness and it starts feeling long, there's going to be other pressures from the outside. And they're trying to get, going to try to get you to 
forget the commitment you made to God. They're going to try to get you to forget who you are, who God has chosen you to be. They're going to try to get you to forget the promised land that God has in store for you. When you're in the wilderness, it's, the pressure is going to try to get you to forget that God is still working in your life. Because it gets so long, the pressure is out there to begin to forget. Now, Aaron tries to play both sides of the fence. You notice what he does in the next part of the text. It says, when Aaron saw what was happening, he built an altar in front of uh, the idol and said, tomorrow we'll celebrate in honor of the Lord. Who is he going to really try to honor? Well, he's going to try to honor the Lord. The trouble is he's trying to honor the Lord in front of a golden calf you already built, right? He's, sending, he's trying to keep his feet in both camps here and please the people. He's trying to please the people with the golden calf and then somehow still be a little faithful over on this side. It just doesn't work that way. See, what's not in the text, this is interesting, what's not in the text, if you go back, before Moses went up on the mountain, Moses left Aaron and a guy named Hur in charge. Moses goes up the mountain. Before he goes, God puts Aaron and Hur in charge of the people. Who's missing in the dialogue on this part of the text? Her. Don't hear anything about him. Her. Him? Her. Yeah, her. It's H-U-R. Okay? You don't hear anything about her, right? What happened to her? It's not in the text. He's absent. Now, if we go back into Jewish tradition, Jewish tradition says, when we look at the accounts of what's there, the Jewish tradition that surrounds the Mount Sinai experience says that her was the one guy in the camp who stood up to the people and said, no, no, I'm staying faithful to God. And the mob killed him for it. He sacrificed his life, but he stayed faithful. He stayed faithful to God. See, when you're out in the wilderness and it starts getting long, it's easy to forget the commitment that God has made to you and you've made to God. And there'll be others who try to pressure you to forget that commitment and take things into your own hands. What you need to remember, however, is that when you're out there in the wilderness, other people are watching you. The whole people of Israel is waiting for Aaron's response. And because Aaron went along with the crowd, because Aaron went along with the pressure, because Aaron gave in, he took the whole people of Israel away from God. Do you see that? When you're in the wilderness, people are watching. They're watching us Christians and they're saying, well, okay, they're Christians. Yeah, I know they go to that church, Christ Church, but, you know, so how are they really going to respond? How are they really going to do? See, other, when, we, when we give in, when we give in to the pressure, we take people away from the possibility of God in their life. When you're out in the wilderness, it's going to get really tempting to take things in your own hand. It's going to start getting long. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on you. And it's going to be really tempting to forget the commitment you've made and the commitment that God has made to you. Now, here's the last, last one. Are you feeling down yet? i got one more for you, so get ready. When you're out in the wilderness and it starts getting long, it's going to get easy to give in to the wild side. 
You've got to keep away from the wild side. The text says, Then everyone ate and drank so much that they began to carry on like wild people. That's right. Israelites gone wild. Right there. You know those videos, right? I mean, I'm not saying anything out of school here. You know those videos. Well, that's exactly what the text is talking about. Okay? Israelites gone wild. I mean, it is what those videos are about. That, that's what's happening here. These people are going wild. I mean, they're not just having a little casual drinking and a little casual partying. I mean, they're going wild. They are moving totally away from God and moving totally into whatever their own selfish desires want. They are Israelites gone wild. They're giving in to the pressure and they're walking away. Now we know this is a reality. When you're out in the wilderness and you're facing those challenges, it's tough and there's pressures. And we know the stories that are out there. We can look at other people's lives, sadly, and see how it came to light when they're out in the wilderness and they gave in to uh, drinking too much. Or they're out in the wilderness and it comes to light they're having an affair. Or they're out there in the wilderness and it comes to light they've embezzled from the company. Or they're out there... You know the stories, right? When you're out into the wilderness, it's really tempting to give in to the wild side. But you have to know, Paul talks about it in, in Galatians. And when you give into that, here's the outcome. Paul talks about Galatians 5. He says, People's desires make them give in to immoral ways, filthy thoughts, and shameful deeds. They worship idols, practice witchcraft, hate others, and are hard to get along with. People become jealous, angry, and selfish. They not only argue and cause trouble, but they are envious. They get drunk, carry on at wild parties, and do other, other evil things as well. Sound like Israelites gone wild? This is what he's describing? Right. Now here's the key. Look what he says about it. I told you before, and I'm telling you again. Wants to make sure we get it. I told you before, I'm going to tell you again. No one who does these things will share in the blessing of God's kingdom. You can't get to the promised land you can't get from Egypt to the promised land if you give in to the wild side. You just, you can't get there. Okay, thank you. I'm going to move over. Does that help? <laughs> you can't get from there to there into the promised land if, if you give in to the temptation of the wild side. You just, you can't get there. Let me show you in the text what God does. This is so cool. You ready? Look what happens here. First verse, or seventh verse. The Lord said to Moses, pay attention. Hurry back down. Those people you led out of Egypt are acting like fools. All right, whose people are they now? Moses' people. Do you see that? They stopped becoming God's people. God looks at them now and says, No, not my people. Those ain't my people. My people don't act that way. My people don't live that way. Moses, those must be your people. You see that? God looks at him and says, I can't even identify him. I, I can't even see that those are the same people that I brought. Certainly those are not the same people that I brought through the Red Sea. Certainly those aren't the same people I've been given quail to every day. Certainly those aren't the same people I've been providing manna for every day. Moses, there's a problem here because must, those must be your people. 
When you live on the wild side, you can't get to the promised land because only God's people get to the promised land. It says, they've already stopped obeying me. They've made themselves an idol in the shape of a young bull. They bowed down to it. They've offered sacrifices. Uh, said that it was the God who brought them out of Egypt. See how far it's gone? They're now attributing all those mighty acts to the bull. And by the way, what was the bull made of? Gold? Where did they get the gold? Aaron said, well, put the earrings and all the gold you've got and we'll melt it down and make a bowl. Well, where did all that stuff come from? Do you remember? Egypt. Before they left Egypt, the text says, before they left Egypt, God softened the hearts of all the Egyptians to give the Israelites everything they asked for. Do you remember that? They now take the provisions that God gave them when they left Egypt to prepare them to go through the promised land so they'd be re or through the wilderness so they'd be ready to get into the promised land. They now take all of that that God provided for them and they melt it down and turn it into an idol. When you're out in the wilderness and it gets long, it's really tempting to just give in to the wild side. There is hope, however. Notice by the time we get to the end of the text, uh, it says, uh, Moses, I've seen how stubborn these people are and I'm angry enough to destroy them. So don't try to stop me. And then there's a great word. But, but I will make your descendants into a great nation. What does God still intend to do? God still intends to fulfill the promise of the promised land. Do you see that? He still intends to fulfill the promise of the promised land. Not all of these people are going to experience the fulfillment of that promise because they've walked away. They aren't his people anymore. But God is going to fulfill his promise. See, when you're out in the wilderness and it starts getting long, you need to remember God always fulfills his promises. You may have to make a stop and God's going to work with you in a certain way and God's going to prepare you in whatever comes next. You may have to make a stop so God can reveal himself to you in a new way. Maybe there's something he's got to bring into your life when you make this stop. But even though you make the stop, even though the temptations are there, it doesn't change God's intention to bring you to the future he wants you to have. So, you had enough bad news for the day? Ready for some good news? So the question is, how do you get through the long time then, right? How do you get through the long time if we're going to face it? Here's the answer. Watch the top of the mountain. Keep your eyes on the top of the mountain. Now, we already went through and it said Moses was up there for 40 days, 40 nights. Things got long. We already went through and the people saw Moses had been gone for a long time. They let their imaginations run wild and they turned to a different God. Look at the next uh, text though. Look at the next words. It says, To the people, the Lord's glory looked like a blazing fire on top of the mountain. While they're doing all this stuff on the bottom of the mountain, what's at the top of the mountain? A blazing fire showing the presence of God. When you're going through the wilderness and things start getting long, you need to keep your focus on the top of the mountain. Keep your focus on God's presence in your life. The way you get past all of those temptations that Israel experiences, they forgot to look up. 
They forgot to look to the top of the mountain. God was always there. The top of the mountain, God was all, the blaze of fire was always there on the top of the mountain. When you're going through those difficult times, when you're going through those challenges, it starts getting long. Make sure you look to the top of the mountain. Look for God's presence. Don't stop coming to worship. Make sure you surround yourself with Christian folks. Make sure you're in the Bible every day. Make sure you're in prayer and you're talking to God all the time. Make sure you're taking advantage of going to Christian concerts or whatever it is. Make sure that you're keeping in touch and focusing on the presence of God in your life. Because God's commitment to you has not changed. You see, in the Sinai experience, God made the commitment and the people said, we'll do whatever God wants. And then they turned around and they moved away. God didn't change his commitment. God still had the promised land in mind. God will not change his commitment. You need to focus on his presence in your life. Psalm 106 gives you the uh, gives you solution. He, Psalmist looks at the, at the Sinai experience and he says this, you worked powerful miracles, talking about God. God, you worked powerful miracles to save them from Egypt, but they, what? Forgot. They just forgot. That's what happens when you're in the wilderness and it starts getting long. You just forget. You need to focus on the mountaintops. He says, they forgot about you and the fearsome things you did at the Red Sea. When you're in that wilderness and it starts getting long, just look for God's presence. Look for God's presence because His commitment to you has not changed and His dream for your life in a promised land has never altered. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. We do ask that you would keep us focused. We know that there are times in our lives where we're going to walk through those wilderness challenges and we just ask, uh, keep your presence clear to us. Let that fire be just bright on the mountaintop so that we can always know that you're near us and, and that you are the God who will lead us and you are the one who will protect us and help us to fight off the temptations that the wilderness brings when it gets long. Help us to keep at an at a arm's length that temptation to forget our commitment or to give in to the wild side or to turn our focus away from just trusting you and take things into our own hands. Father, we ask this morning as we go through those challenges, just reassure us. Reassure us that you are the God who makes that commitment to us and you will lead us and open the future to us because you have great dreams for us, great things for us to accomplish, and your commitment never changes. Father, we ask for this blessing and wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing. Thank you.